Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Aloha, oi, aloha, mecca, lecca, heine, mecca, heine, ho. Welcome back, dude. Thanks, dude. How was your trip? It was great. Yes, you look tan. No, I don't. You don't? No, I don't. You look red. I'm the whitest person ever. Uh, I don't I don't, know. I don't really tan. I'm, I'm pretty white. You're pretty white. We could have like a white off. Yeah, we could. At a sure beach everyone would be really interested in that. Yeah. It, Happy uh, muggy, rainy summer San Jose day to you. Yes, and to you, dude. I know it's been a long time since we've last podcast. I think it's been almost three weeks. How the time flies. Now we have a coach. We have a coach. We speculated correctly. We did. You did. Well, okay. You were right. I was right. I. I th- what did I say? I thought we were going to get Bilesma, but I guess that you were right about the bidding war, and uh, we got. Pete DeBoer. The Pete DeBoer. New, the new Sharks coach. Oh, bells are ringing, baseball <laughs> singing. Yeah. All right. Pete DeBoer, yeah. coach. Coach DeBoer, welcome to San Jose, dude. Had a lot of people say to me after the hiring, oh, gosh, this is so wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. My response to them was, well, who is better? All right, what was the better option right. than Pete DeBoer, really? Um, and I think we said this last time, they're really, other than Bilesma, maybe, and there's definitely as much negative stuff about Bilesma, although he's won a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. about him than as there is about DeBoer, although I don't know how much... You look at DeBoer's resume, yeah. right? Yeah, And... You go, gosh, this guy has been in two just completely can't win situations. Yes. Welcome to a third, champ. <laughs> third time's a charm. You know, I mean, this guy has just been snake bit in yeah. terms of walking into situations that are dysfunctional. And although New Jersey wasn't dysfunctional when he got there, it became quickly dysfunctional when his three best players left. Yeah. After they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. So it was a bit of a problem. But your reaction to Coach DeBoer, dude? Uh, I think I was pretty prepared for it uh, after our last podcast. So it didn't come as a huge shock. Um, I, I guess I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not over the moon about it. You can tell by the way I'm talking. But I, I don't think, like, it's not a super high risk situation like something the flyers did right the flyers went out and got a college coach which has only been done four times ever the sharks didn't go and pluck some completely unnamed guy from the austrian league and decide he's going to be the next coaching star they went with a guy who is has a track record who is essentially proven and i guess is interested in instilling a puck possession style which is something the sharks have played or wanted to play for a long time so at least his normal philosophy seems to jive with what we want here in san jose so yeah i'm you know the proof will be in the pudding we'll see what's going to happen right that's that's all we can say and i don't really think anybody i haven't heard anybody think that that the addition of pete DeBoer is suddenly going to change the sharks from a team that missed the playoffs into some sort of stanley cup contender nobody believes that no, oh, well, clearly we're watching game four tonight 
where Chicago has tied up the Lightning. We're in a dead heat for the Vegas Cup. It becomes yep. a three-game series. Dude. That's right. Uh, remind our listeners, uh, winner gets a trip to Vegas. So this is high stakes gambling going stakes. on here High stakes uh, over the next week. So we're down to our, our last three games. I have Chicago. Mike has Tampa Bay. Watching these games and going, gosh, you know, the Sharks are nowhere close to being as good as Tampa Bay or Chicago. They're, right. They're not close. No. And, and you look at how deep their team is, how how supremely talented their bloom line is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they've really shortened it and they're really only playing four guys, each team, you mm-hmm. know, their fifth and sixth defenseman playing, you know, under eight minutes each, I think, at least tonight. You've got Keith and Hedman out there playing almost 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But but those guys are so good. Yeah. Like Keith, Seabrook, Hedman, Garrison. Yeah. I mean, they're so good that like the Sharks just don't they don't have that right now. No. And they don't have the depth in the forwards. I think Vlasic is in that conversation. Sure he is. And and I think and this was been DeBoer made this very clear in his interview on KMBR at that the nonsense can cease. Brent Burns is a defenseman. And he they nice. asked him, he said he said he won the best player at the tournament I just coached at. Right. He's a defenseman. What else do you want like here? It's, it's, it's over, you know? Right. End of discussion. And, and you know, the, the conversation that, that was had is that, you know, I think he suffered from being bounced around. You know, you're, right. you're putting him in different situations. He didn't have a chance to really continue his development. So I felt... Happy to hear that. I mean, a few other things he said on KMBR. He emphasized puck possession, emphasized pressure in all three zones. I mean, things that you... Pretty you, standard Pretty stuff. standard boilerplate stuff. He was not willing to weigh in on the captaincy. I like that he was... I mean, they were... Tolbert was kind of, you know, you know the whole Joe Thornton shoot, yeah. you know, thing. And and he was laughing. You know yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. like he, he seemed... For a guy who seems very stone-faced... Right. Behind the bench, he... He had a sense of humor. Another thing I liked that he said was that he purposely didn't really engage Todd McClellan in any conversation about the team other than what is it like to live in San Jose. Okay. Because he feels like it's only fair to the players that they all get to start with a completely clean slate and that he has no preconceived notions about whatever their seven-year relationship was with Todd McClellan. Right. I think that's great. That sounds like a pretty good strategy to me. So... Because there definitely, obviously, was some dysfunction going on. Sure. And will that just get magically cleared up because there's a new coaching staff? Doubtful. But it, it could help. Yes. I mean, and, and we'll see, you know, how much of that lack of leadership, lack of um, intensity, lack of commitment to a game plan mm-hmm. uh, was just a disconnect with the coaching staff that had been there for too long. Um, the coaching staff has not been filled out yet, dude. We don't no. know about assistance. There are some rumors, right? Uh, we've heard about uh, from a few guys who've worked with DeBoer before. Uh, before Steve Spot, yes, who was the uh, assistant coach in Toronto when he got uh, canned, along with everybody else, uh, right. when Randy Carlisle got uh, got moved out. Their relationship goes all the way back to Kitchener. Dave Barr worked with DeBoer. He's kind of a penalty kill specialist okay 
And then the one that I predicted, dude. Yeah, you did. That uh, is Adam Oates. Yeah. You know, and Oates told, apparently, according to Darren Drager, told New Jersey that he was not coming back to work under their new coach and that he is a free agent. Okay. He did interview for the Sharks job. You do wonder what that interview was really more about. Was it about the head coaching job, dude? Or was it about the assistant coaching job? I mean, we don't know that. Yeah. But... Oates has worked with DeBoer before when the Devils went to the Cup. He is a power play specialist. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about Adam Oates being on the staff? I, obviously, I don't think I think we've talked about this before. I wouldn't be happy if he was the head coach, but I have no problem with him being an assistant coach. How would Tomas Hurdle feel about Adam Oates being on the staff? Remember that whole thing? Wasn't Oates oh, the one yeah, who came out yeah, yeah, and yeah. just railed That's on right. Hurdle? How's that going to go that first day? Oh, that crap happened. <laughs> I mean, you see guys, they go on other teams with other guys that they I fought know. before. It's just funny. Other. I mean, he, he it would be funny. You know, was made such a big baby stink about it. He's like, disrespect to the game. Yeah, I know. And th- in the first practice, if Oates ends up being a coach, Hurdle should just go out there and do it in the first shift. Yeah. He uh, should. Be like, hello, coach. <laughs> <laughs> so none of these hirings are official, but those are the names that have been floated out there, too. And I want to throw one more, more name out there that has not been connected directly to the Sharks, but I did find it interesting that Tony Granado declined his option in Detroit this week mm. and is now available. Yep. So Tony Granado right. fits that profile that we've talked about, the importance of the Sharks bringing in a familiar name right. to be a not just a coach, but... A PR presence on this team. I think we got enough of those. Do we? Yeah, we got Ricci and Marchman. I mean, not, how many but, more do but, we but need? Those guys, you see them sitting up in, you know, Doug Wilson's box eating crudite. Like they're not down there doing anything. Who cares? Do I, I mean, does every team have to have like some storied veteran behind the bench? No, I mean, no, that's you ludicrous. don't have to, dude. You don't have to. But but I think in this situation, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened because. There's definitely the, a, a major disconnect right now with the fan base. And you bring in Tony Granado. Yeah. I think for some people, that makes them happy. Yeah. I, I'm not even saying it's a good hire. Right. I don't know. I don't know if Tony Granado's the right choice. I don't even know if they're even considering it. I just thought it was interesting that he declined his option in Detroit. It is. And, and I'm not saying it would be a bad hire either. It's just I think it's a little short-sighted to hire a guy who is, you know, going to try to improve the on ice product. And one of the main reasons why you're hiring him is because it looks good to the fan. Like it's a PR. I think it's a bonus. Play. I mean, Tony Granato has been a head coach in the league. Yes. He right. Has. He's been yeah. an assistant coach on several but teams. Aren't assistant coaches, the head coach's hiring decision. Like that's one thing I, I don't quite understand. Like, sure. isn't it? I Maybe. mean, if I was the GM of a team, I'd say you hire whoever you want, you know, here's the budget. Here's how much we'll, we'll pay for assistant coaches. Yeah. Go out and get them. I think that happens in some cases. Yeah. You're not saying I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I I don't know what the relationship there is. Right. You know, I mean, DeBoer is been here for three weeks. So, yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure that that's part of the hiring process. Right. You say, well, who are the guys that you'd want to work with? Mm-hmm. This guy, this guy, this guy. All right. So I'm sure that they've already talked about it. All I'm saying, dude, is I thought it was interesting that now Granado, who had a job, mm-hmm decided to not have a job anymore. Right. So that doesn't mean he's not going to go back to Detroit. I've read that he's just trying to renegotiate a new deal. Oh, I see. But but there are openings. The Sharks have announced no assistant coaches yet. It'd be interesting 
if Oates doesn't take it, if it ends up being Granado, I just I I'll be curious. Yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't take it. I, and and I'm, frankly, I'm a little surprised that they haven't hired any assistant coaches because I think you bring in a head coach, he's going to know who he wants essentially. Right. Well, I mean, I mean that's another guy. maybe. Is that I mean, another those, sign that those professional relationships are so much closer than like the coach to the sure. GM? The coach and the GM they talk to each other, you know, every day or whenever they talk to each other. But you're literally like in the guy's back pocket if your mm-hmm. assistant coach is in the head coach. I mean, well, those guys, Oates just became available, you know, technically. So right, um, maybe that was part of the holdup, and they're I don't know. I mean, and 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 you don't know. Some of these guys might be interviewing for other jobs. And other staffs. I mean, a guy like Adam Oates, you know, you know, are you um, waiting to see what Bilesman wants to do? You're waiting mm-hmm. to see what some of these other guys want to do. I mean, maybe you don't know what's going on. So are all the head coaching jobs spoken for at this point? I think they are. Jersey hired somebody? Jersey hired the former Penguins AHL. Oh, that's coach. right. That's right. Um, so that's where they are, dude. So the Sharks moving forward yep. slowly. Yes. Dude, into the offseason. The draft is approaching. We basically have rumors and uh, prospects to talk about, dude. Yep. So where should we start? Why don't you start with the rumors? Because those are so Dude, well, let's talk about the goalie situation, dude. We'll start with the goalie situation. A lot has been written about goalies who are available. We know the Sharks clearly are looking for a goalie, as is the Edmonton Oilers uh, and the Buffalo Sabres. You know, they're going to have some major competition from some teams that have a lot more to offer than probably the San Jose Sharks. But uh, the Sharks have been linked in rumor writing to the usual suspects, the Ottawa guys, Craig Anderson and Robin Leonard, and also to Cam Talbot, the backup goalie for the New York Rangers, which I'm not exactly sure why they would want to move him, especially given the Kings' uh, health problems this year. Is Talbot... Unrestricted. No, he's got another year on his deal. Oh, so okay. uh I don't really know why they're thinking about doing that. I guess I'll believe it when when they move him, unless they're trying to get a first round pick for him, which the Sharks are certainly not gonna ante that up. That's ludicrous. Um a first round pick for a backup goal. Right. So uh Robin Leonard, you know, the various writings I've read, Kurz went on the record saying he hears the Sharks are not very high on him. Okay. And Bruce Garriock wrote that uh, the Senators are looking for a young potential top six forward and a draft pick for him. What? So There's a guy that can't get in the top two. Right. So <laughs> so cross him off the list. Yeah, that's, that's even dumber. Uh, Talbot, you know, reports are that the Rangers want a first for him. You know, the Oilers have three first-round picks. Right. So if you're the Oilers, then maybe you offer them your lowest first-rounder and you get a goalie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That seems to make the most sense, right? It certainly Craig does. Anderson, we go back to this name again. Craig Anderson, Pete DeBoer, Florida. Right. They've already worked together. All mm-hmm. right. So uh, an interesting possibility there. I know we've talked about how Anderson really is isn't really a while he would be probably the best proven quantity available is that really the direction that this team should be going probably not I mean they're gonna have to pay him top dollar well he's got two years left a pretty significant deal that's what I'm saying and and they have to give up resources to get him as well I, I don't know if it makes sense for the Sharks to both 
trade prospects and or draft picks and spend a lot of money to get a guy who is 35? Yeah, 34, 35. Yeah, I don't... That doesn't make a, a ton of sense. If this me. was three years ago and the Sharks yeah. are in that cup window and you you get a chance to get a, a goalie like Anderson who has has stolen playoff series, then then you do it. I mean, he almost did it this time, dude. I mean, he almost did it to Montreal when he came in in those last four games. He yep. was awesome. Yep. So, I mean, are the Sharks really a Craig Anderson away from being in the cup finals? Not even close. No. So, um, I just don't know. Unless you can get him for nothing. Yeah. Which is... Maybe possible because he's making so much money that maybe they're willing to give him up for less right. just to get rid of his cap hit. But I don't know. So in terms of those three options, I'm not really sure which is the most realistic. Um, there's been some writing that Eddie Lack is going to be available mm-hmm. and that the Canucks are looking for a second round pick. Interested? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of goaltender I'd want. Mm-hmm. Cheap. Don't have to give up a lot for him. Might turn into something great. Was not great in was, the playoffs this year. Was not great, but neither are the Canucks. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Would you rather have Jacob Markstrom? I mean, this guy was such a highly touted. He was awesome in the AHL playoffs. He was, he was like he was supposed to be the second coming of you know Jacques Plante, and it seems like he's been passed around a couple times. Supposedly, now. they're ready to make a commitment to him based on how well he played and have him be the heir apparent to Ryan Miller and get rid of Eddie Lack. I mean, I would, I would defer to the scouts on this one and see if they think he's still got the fundamentals to be a great goaltender. I mean, he was such a highly touted prospect when he was in the Florida system, you know, there must've been a reason behind that. And that seems to be a little bit more in line with what the sharks are into, which is trying to find a young player that can step into the role and grow into it. Another name that's out there is Kari Letnin. No, no. Uh, I don't want him either. That no. sounds terrible, doesn't I think it? He hurt his, I think he I hurt his knee. I was just talking about him. <laughs> his back hurts. His back was sore uh, browsing the internet today. <laughs> I know. <It's> <laughs> uh, so evidently, you know, Dallas is trying to pawn his $5 million cap hit off on somebody. So um, the Sharks are shopping, apparently, and, yeah. you know, we'll be interested to see. They clearly need to make a move. We've gone through the unrestricted free agents and and the options are are not appealing so the trade market will probably be the way they end up going uh another uh, topic mentioned with the san jose sharks is that elliot freeman says they are being aggressive in terms of looking for a top defenseman okay he mentioned the sharks columbus and colorado looking for uh impact defensemen okay so uh, on the UFA market, I don't really think there's a lot of names no. that are too exciting. Mike Green is not the kind of player that we want to add, right? Oh, probably not. Any other names on this list that you're looking at? Uh, in terms I know of- you like Francois Beauchemin, but I just don't think he's the kind of guy we need either. Well, right? I, I like him again three years ago. Yeah. He would have been the guy that I would have wanted. Now, I mean, if we ended up with Francois, Francois Beauchemin, I wouldn't be upset because right. he would help us. But I don't think that that's, I mean, that's, that's, that is so, such a kind of misguided move, yeah. right? If you add Francois Beauchemin and Craig Anderson, like yeah. you're putting a Band-Aid on 
a gaping a, a, wound. A, a gaping wound. Like yeah. the sharks, I hope, will be looking at something like Dougie Hamilton, dude. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Well, now, sure. now, I don't think the sharks should make an offer sheet because I wouldn't want to see them have to give up, you know, yeah. an entire treasure chest of draft picks. But if they could make a trade with Boston, mm-hmm. would you trade Logan Couture for Dougie Hamilton? Straight up. Straight up. How about Couture and Braun for Lucic and Hamilton? Yeah. I mean, that's tough. That That's a tough prospect. I'd be interested to hear what people think. other people think. You can tweet at us or email us about that one. But um, Or, of course, you can comment in the comment thread. But... I mean that is a real I mean top four young defenseman, top two yeah. defenseman. Yeah. Who's I mean, you you just kinda wait for him to take that Johnny Boychuck step next. This guy's gonna be yeah. a fifty point player about yeah. to be, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You put him with Burns, you've got Flasic, and you've got Dylan. You know, now you your your four defensemen are looking so much stronger. But it, you it, also weaken Yeah. Your forward core. Oh, yeah. If Couture is truly on the outs and he is not seen in high regard, as the hints seem to point to, as as we've talked about before, him not really being in the conversation, not given an A, not well, being Well, this is this, McClellan's conversation. That's true. If that continues, then I think that trade would make sense. I think that trade would make sense. I, I think I would do a straight-up swap, although... That's that's tough to give up at a top three for some teams, a top six for almost all teams yeah. forward for a guy that is has all the makings of a great NHL defenseman, but is not yet one. Right. That move takes some balls. Yeah, that takes some own. But it, it would be the type of thing that I hope they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Something that is not going to be a temporary fix. Mm hmm. Because if anyone's watching the cup finals, I mean, you're seeing, I'm sure what we're seeing, we're not close. Like we're not, Tampa Bay is so deep. They're 12 deep up front. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Sharks are not close. Like in terms of- In three deep at goal. Yeah, I know, right. (laughs) I mean, they're not there right now. You know, so you have to get creative in terms of trying to improve your team. Instead of just bringing in a coach and being like, well, you get to play with the same cards yeah. that that team acted. Coach them up. And and coach them up, right? Yeah. And and we may see the DeBoer effect, which is the team overperforms for a year and then regresses, which has been what's happened <laughs> yeah. in his other two stops. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if they overperform to get a Stanley Cup, I guess we could live with it, right? Oh, yeah, but, of course. But I don't think that they, they have that... I don't even think I don't know if they have the same work ethic or talent ceiling that that Devils team did, and that's even crazy to say, right? But they had Parisi, Kovalchuk. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a different. That's a bit of a different level. Martin Brodeur. Yeah, they have you Yager. know they have Yager that year. No. Okay. I don't think so. You might have. Maybe. I can't remember. Anyway. So. Anyways, dude, uh, I, I'd really love to hear some crazy trades. Some crazy trades from, from listeners um, looking to add young pieces. I'm not talking about making a trade for, you know, Eric Cole. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. something like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking about 
looking around the league at teams that, I mean, the Sharks are on the record with this. Doug Wilson saying as much that they're in a position to maybe take advantage of a team that's up going to be up against the cap. And this gets us to the next one, dude. Mike Richards. <laughs> Mike Richards. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. I know. Kevin Curls wrote about this. Thoughts on Evgeny Malkin and the Sharks' potential interest? Uh, I like Evgeny Malkin. How can you not like Evgeny Malkin? If you don't like Evgeny Malkin as a player, then you're crazy. You're crazy. You watch this guy. He might be the best puck protector in the league. He he reminds me of Peter Forsberg, and he reminds me of a young Yarmir Yager. The guy is huge. The guy has bit, great hands. The guy can score from anywhere, and he can distribute. I mean, the guy is an absolute top-flight, dynamite, superstar player. Okay. That being said, what do they want for him? Because it's not going to be a little bit. Well, apparently he wants to leave Pittsburgh because he wants to win. So you think he's going to be happy coming here? No. <laughs> no. 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 Anyways, dude, let's pretend that he does want to come. Okay. What would you get? What would you? He's making nine and a half million dollars. Okay. What now? And they don't want to take back a ton of money. Uh, no, they're not. That's the point. Yeah. They're going to want to. They dump. want talent. But they don't want to take back a ton of money. So, so I mean, they're going to want, you know, Couture in the first and something, you know? I mean, they're going to want so much. They're going to want everything. They're going to want Braun, Couture in a first. Would you do it? No. I don't think I could do it. I can't no. do that. No, because, I mean, well, again, he's 28. What, I mean, what's, I know. what's I, Again, what does that fix? Yeah. What, is what it, does it fix? It doesn't. What, it, it adds. A top five talent, yeah, to the team, right? But is is the are the sharks a Malkin away? And then and then you've got a whole other problem. If you're here's the other thing. I mean, you know, speaking from the other side, Pittsburgh is definitely not. I mean, they're not. They need a defenseman more than anything. I mean, they got Latang had both a stroke and like eight concussions in the last two years. Right. I mean, that's their problem. Why are they should be going after? They should be dangling Malkin for a great defenseman, right? And maybe so. And, right. So you think you? So that means the obvious question is: Do you give them Vlasic and something, or you give them Burns and stuff? Would you do it, Vlasic and the first, and Braun for Yevgeny Malkin? No, I I couldn't give them Vlasic and Braun. Oh God, Vlasic and the first. And another young player. Right. I could see. I, well, I okay, no, let, I let's talk about this. What if it's Burns, yeah. the first, and Hurdle for Malkin, and then you go out and you sign Mike Green? So essentially. Yeah. You replace Burns with Green. But then why wouldn't they just go sign Mike Green? Maybe they will. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just? I don't know, dude. I, I'm because they can't pay it, him. Maybe. I don't. I don't, ah, dude. I as as exciting as it would be to have Evgeny Malkin. He's been hurt a lot too. He gets yeah, hurt a he lot. He does get hurt. So he does get hurt. You get get nervous about something like that. I just don't see it happening. I don't see a player like Malkin who who has control. I'm sure in some way over where he ends up. In some way. You know, because he could get traded and be like, "F this, I'm going to Russia." Right, right. That's that's another. Although I've heard more increasingly over the last couple months that the KHL is in some trouble. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think the KHL is quite the Shangri-La <laughs> that some people have thought it might be. Sure, you might technically get the big paycheck, but I've heard like random stories about teams not necessarily even being able to make payroll. Right. So right. you don't. Do you really want to go to that situation? Well, we know flights are safe. <laughs> Terrible, dude. God, awful. terrible. Awful. I, why would you want to go play over there? I mean, even that alone. If you're Russian, that makes sense to oh, me. Come on. I mean, really? Like, you see that and you go, what? I'm not going to play yeah. over there? That's crazy. Well, you know, no. if you're a family man, you have a lot of family oh, and somewhere, God. you know, back in Russia. Oh, if you have other options, you stay here. I understand. Dude, let's look at the UFA list for defensemen. Okay. And take a look here and see if there's any players that are interesting and that you think the Sharks might make a play for in free agency. Yeah. You know, we know that the Sharks have not been successful over the last several years, or really during Doug Wilson's tenure, in attracting a high-profile free agent. Mm -hmm. But are there any players in this list that you would even want? Christian Ehrhoff. Okay. Well, okay, so let's go... Okay, Christian Ehrhoff. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm only... Actually, I'm only half kidding. I'm half kidding about Christian Ehrhoff. But, I mean, Ehrhoff took the one-year deal this year to play in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It didn't really work out very well for him. I mean, he, he had... 14 points in 49 games. Yeah. And he got hurt. Yeah. So he's 32. You might be able to get him for fairly cheap. Right. So I'm wondering, is he going to have to do the same kind of thing again? I mean, do you do... I mean, oh, the answer is yes. If you can do Airhoff for a year at four, then the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, then yeah. you do it. I just... I have visions of all the terrible things that Airhoff used to do. I know yeah. he's a better player now. Yeah, I know. But God, he was so maddening when, when he was in Teal, dude. He used to do some really stupid stuff. Anybody else? I'm clicking on Ryan Wilson. Ryan Wilson, dude. Ryan Wilson. I said, guys who can help. Three. He played yeah. three games in the NHL this year, dude. Yeah. Okay. Dude, come on. I, I was looking around. I just. I, I mean, if you're looking at this list. Keith Ballard. <laughs> I mean, this list is sad. It's sad. Paul Martin. No, thanks. Yeah. Right, Zibanyak Mahalik. I, I just, I can't get excited good, about that. Good player, but again, you know, it's not. He's is it really he's a what he's a third pairing guy now. Right, right. He couldn't. He didn't. He got traded to St. Louis. He didn't help them. No. Wait, Scott. Han oh wait, no. We already have him. <laughs> what are the chances you think the Sharks got Scott Hannon? Okay, here's the other question. Matt Irwin is on this list. Right. He made a million dollars last year. He's only 27 years old. He might be the youngest defenseman UFA on this list. Should the Sharks continue to go with Matt Irwin? No. They should cut ties. Yes. Completely. Yes. Because we've we've read this book, dude. We yeah. know how it ends with Matt Irwin. Like, yep. like I, I would rather see them go... With, I'm looking at another... I'm trying to look at other names here. I would rather see the Sharks sign Brendan Dillon. I would rather see the Sharks go with... Uh, scroll up, dude. Uh, uh, <laughs> dead air. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Ryan Wilson, he's good. I'd rather see the, the, <laughs> the Sharks try their hand with someone else. Get get another young player in the trade market. Adam McQuaid. I mean... I don't, I don't it, mind Adam McQuaid. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean as, as a... Third pairing guy? Yeah, that's but what I'm is, saying. But is Adam McQuaid going to get the Derek Engeland 
I mean, is someone going to give not. it? I mean, is someone going to give him three million dollars? Better not be the Sharks. Well, I know. I mean, like, honestly, you, I think if the Sh- I think the Sharks should get Delzato. <laughs> well, I mean, but he's restricted. But he's restricted. But but yeah, no. I mean, we thought the Sharks should have got Delzato last year. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the guy. There's, I mean, he he's clearly got you know TJ Galliardi disease, right? Where yeah. there's something wrong with him, right? right. People, people just don't like like him. Speaking of Galliardi, where'd he go again? Switzerland or something. Switzerland, yeah. yeah. So, like, what? Yeah, so Galliardi, man. He, he must... just completely dropped off the map. Yeah. Well, he wasn't good. He had that one good year. Right. He had one great year, and he And then that after that, he just... Couldn't... Sucked. Yep. yep. He was bad. Pretty much. You know? But I... Yeah, there's I don't know, but of... you, you keep Matt Irwin. It's, again, what's, what's changing here? Like, what's, what's different? It's the same thing. Sinakalatse. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's back. The the Sharks just go with Matt Irwin again and, you know, try to convince the world that, you know, that uh, a, a third line of tyranny and hurdle and Nieto is a good idea. I mean, you're, you're watching the cup finals, you you go, that's a bad idea. Like those guys, they don't play like that. Like, right. you don't they don't play with the edge that you see these guys playing with. I mean, like this, they're, I don't, I haven't seen that from those young players yet. But in, in fairness, and I think, you know, people have watched a lot of Stanley Cup playoffs. The the quality of play in general gets more intense round by round. And, and people have been following the Sharks a long time. They see the Sharks ramp up the intensity round by round. So while I certainly agree with the idea that the Sharks are not on the same level as Tampa Bay and Chicago, that is not, the point I'm debating here. I'm saying that the Sharks would ramp up intensity if they were in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup finals. It's not like they'd be like, eh, you know, let's just make an open blind drop pass here in the neutral zone. Yeah, see what happens. I, I, you know, it's not, I, that's I not agree, dude. Of course it would ramp up the intensity, but I think that the, that some players have different levels of intensity and different. I mean, we're seeing it right. I mean, in the NBA finals right now, Steph yeah. Curry is being, you know, pestered, into you know frustration by this Australian guy who went undrafted who's right. just a total piece of <laughs> pain in the ass. Now right? I have to now I have okay. to go ahead and and, and this guy is disrupting you know our fantasy of the Warriors winning their first championship in 40 years. Right. And the Sharks just I mean unless it's Rafi Torres back on his you know Frankenstein knees they don't have that, and you you need a couple guys like that, and the Sharks just don't don't have it. And yeah. I don't know. I just see Craig Paquette out there mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay. And go. Who are this? Who's who on the Sharks? Who's their Craig Paquette? Right. Or now you am see Desjardins out am there. I in, am I in a bubble? Where did Alex Kalorn come from? Am I? I no. I, I mean, he's did, been did I just did I just miss the boat no, on this? He's guy? been around, but he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, you know, you you look at this, and you and they have guys who've developed into. You know, Palat, Kalorn, you know, I mean, these guys, they develop yeah. Kucherov. Kucherov, yeah, know, that they, whole line. They're so, so deep, you know? Well, Kalorn's playing with with uh, Stamkos. Yeah. It's, it's Palat, Kucherov, and who's the third guy? The twi- What do they call them? The triplets? What, what's the th- I can't remember the third guy. Crap. Anyways. Whatever. Oh, Johnson? Tyler Johnson. Yeah. So, um We'll see. I mean, the, the Sharks need to make changes. It's nice to read that they're looking to make changes. Yeah. Doug Wilson has been very creative in the past. He's 
kind of lost that magic touch the last two years. But can he take advantage of somebody's situation and steal a really good player? Another situation where he gives up some play- Oh my God, I just almost threw up. <laughs> some, some players who who are not useful anymore. Right. And get an interesting talent in return, dude. I, I, I want to see DeBoer be set up to be successful. You know, I, I want to give him the best chance. Dude. And I kind of like the fact that Doug Wilson is not talking. Like, he's not really saying it. No, he's not saying Jack. Right, which is good. No, it's last year he couldn't stop flapping his gums. His <laughs> big tan gums. He was flapping them everywhere. <laughs> like even his saying, gums are tan. Saying everything, dude. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's, it's, it's all quiet right now. Nothing from Joe, nothing from anybody. Yep. This so, means you don't want Mike Richards, I'm saying. <laughs> well, reports are that that Richards they give Richards a young player and a draft pick to take him. Then they really want nothing back. They they give Richards a young player and a draft pick. Yeah, just to get rid of Richards. I might take that. How bad could he be? I guess bad. <laughs> By your look, I think it's that means pretty bad, dude. I, I think that means bad. I think he's pretty bad. Yeah, I guess they did try to send him to the minors and all that. I guess he did play for the I Monarchs. mean, if, if they want it, if it's Richards to Foley in a first, I'd take it. <laughs> but And then you just, take, you know, and you just pay you him and <laughs> pay him and make him hang out at Walmart as a greeter. <laughs> but I doubt it's that. Yeah. You know, I don't know who's going to want to yeah, make that true. kind of deal. I mean, if, if you're, why, we, why do you want to help the Kings, period? No, I don't want to help them. You know, just be like, you know what? Screw you guys. Yeah, you know, I right. mean, you, you you deal with this. You know, this this five and a half million dollars rotting on your cap for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to help you out with that. Right. And the Sharks have been so good at not getting those kinds of deals that they or right. at least, you know, either trading for or signing these ultra long deals. Right. Although with the current CBA, it's a lot. You can't do that anymore. At right. least not the 15 year deal that that uh, Richards got or whatever that was. But but still, they need to continue to stay away from those and and not give out a seven or eight year deal to some schmuck that we're gonna have to pay forever. So luckily, we're pretty we're pretty safe from that. All right, dude. Stanley Cup Finals this time next week. I think a week from now, we the Vegas Cup will. Have been One of awarded. us will be raising the cup, dude. The cup, the really tiny Vegas Cup, in comparison to the Stanley Cup. That's a beautiful cup, dude. I've it raised is very it three nice. times. I plan on raising it a fourth. Uh, I I like my chances. <laughs> I do. I was not happy when Chicago scored that go-ahead goal because yeah. I saw that thing coming. Yeah. Not how, happy. How tight will you be puckered if it's Game Seven? Oh God! You'll but be it'll so... be Game Seven would be in in Tampa. I know, but the pressure's all on Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that. I don't know, dude. I I'm concerned about the Blackhawks' lack of. Uh healthy players on their blue line, you know, losing Michael Roosevelt, which sounds so funny to say <laughs> has yeah. really had an impact. And, you know, the apparent total ineffectiveness of chemo team and in which yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm sure they're regretting that trade at this point. You know, I mean, he hasn't been able to help them at all. He's playing like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Too bad. He was a really great player. He was. I mean, he just is apparently not able to even come close to, being useful right. you're not even to play 10 minutes yeah i mean you're playing five if, minutes if, i mean it's pretty rare when a defenseman plays that little yeah yeah it's I mean, really rare that's, that means uh, they really have no confidence that's john scott's territory yeah 
Yeah, and they have four lines of those. Will four the lines. Sharks keep John Scott? This will be the final question no. of the day. No chance. No, no chance. No chance. No chance. Zero. Zero point zero percent. I disagree with that. You think they might re-sign him? Why not? Because they could get any but they could throw a rock out sure. a window and hit a guy. Right, but they could have done that last year. They I, at, I mean there was a Well re- last year they thought they might need some toughness to gear up for they might need to gear up and actually make the playoffs. I don't think this year they're not going to have any such illusions. This year you're going to have a young team again. They need somebody to be out there and protect. It's not going to be Mike Brown who is hurt all the time. I'd rather have Mike Brown. You're you're going to have Mike Brown. Yeah. Dude. I'd rather have him. I, we don't need him and John Scott, and hopefully maybe even Rafi Torres might put a skate on him in the next, next 12 months. <laughs> Just one, though. On the good, <laughs> on the good, on the good knee, because the bad knee can't take it. I'm going to say John Scott is back. Wow. That seems almost impossible to believe. I, I mean, that's the, re, that's the resigning? Like, that's the resigning. That's everything. the big... On on free agent day, I'd rather they resign Scott Hannon. No, yeah. what? I'd, I'd rather no. they resign Scott Hannon than John no. Scott. That's a that. There's no way that happens. They don't keep Scott Hannon, do they? No way. We just said Matt Irwin sucks, and they shouldn't keep him. Who do they got? Who are they going to play? Bring in somebody else. Anybody else? Dude. That's what I'm saying about John Scott. Anybody? <laughs> I'm not saying I want them to keep him, dude. But I'm just saying they. They had a meeting and decided there was value in like, signing John I'd rather Scott. than putting Minute Bowl on <laughs> skates. <laughs> Why can't we get Andrew Bogut? Like, he could be two sport athletes. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Dude, he'd be Tall. outrageously huge. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Does John Scott have other qualities? I mean, other than he can wear cool shirts and, you know, he's good in the locker room. I'm sure he's a perfectly he's a, there's nice There's a funny guy. fake Twitter feed. And, and he has a really good fake Twitter feed, which really... The credit shouldn't go to him, but <laughs> I mean, was... he has a lot of good qualities. Unfortunately, very few of them relate to playing hockey. That's true. Dude. Yeah, that's true. It's too bad. All right. Well, dude, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, maybe some more discussion about the NHL draft, maybe some mm-hmm. more Sharks rumors, and someone will be raising the Vegas Cup. Vegas Cup.